0: Alright, hello and welcome back to the ninth episode of WCAT Chats. I'm Alex Carr, joined alongside by Palmer Ruth and Nitin Raju, and we have an exciting episode for you guys today. I've been waiting for this for so long. It's been in the works for a couple months now, but we finally got it to come to fruition. We get to have Will Benson, the 2016 grad from Westminster, and the 14th overall pick in the MLB draft to come on the show today, and I I am so excited for this to happen. I mean, we've been waiting a while. And Palmer, how did you get this interview?
1: Uh, you know, we've just gotten in contact with him, and we've been working out dates and times, and, you know, it's finally it's happening today. So can't wait for you all to see it. It's, it was a great interview.
0: Yeah, we got to catch up with him after school, actually, today. So let's go on, toss it over, where we got to catch up with Will Benson and see what he's been up to and how his season's been going so far. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have, well, honestly, I've been so excited for this for a very long time. We have the 2016 grad, uh, the Cleveland Guardians drafted him 14th overall. Uh, We have the Westminster legend, Will Benson. Will, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing well. I'm doing
0: blessed. I mean, Will, you guys, the Guardians had a very successful season this year, and I know um, as a Yankees fan, it came down to the wire (laughs) at the end of the playoffs. I mean, for me, that was... It was so much fun watching you play against some of my favorite players. Do you have any insight on what that playoff experience was like?
2: Um, yeah, I can vividly remember all the white shirts as I'm standing out <laughs> oh, yeah. there on the line. Um, I remember Aaron Judge towering over his coach. <laughs> um, I just remember just like the, the gym that Beaver threw, um, mm-hmm. just being absolutely you know, geeked out up there, um, getting my little opportunity to hit in uh, Yankee Stadium, which was dope. Um, just the intensity to Oscar's walk-off like that was oh yeah I mean that wasn't in the uh, Yankees but that was that was just incredible mm-hmm. just to be a part of I'm mean, into experience um, just a plane ride just everything about it was a blessing for real um, and so that never forget
0: yeah and you got called up earlier this year uh, for your first time to the majors what was that call-up experience like
2: uh, it was it was I mean, that's my favorite word. It was a blessing, to be honest. Like, I can't even really, you know, use another word other than that just because it's everything I had word for, mm-hmm. especially, you know, walking through these halls, like, knowing that at some point I was gonna get drafted and, you know, make it to the majors. Um, and then for that to all kind of come into fruition, it was like, whoa, you know, this is, it's a blessing. Yeah.
1: So you actually got called up, the story goes, you had a Taco Bell. Do you remember what you ordered <laughs> that time?
2: To be honest, like I said, my, uh, my fiance, she's pregnant, so she was hungry. And um, we were going home on a road trip, it was the last game, and I wasn't hungry, because I ate good, <laughs> so I was like, I'm just go and take her to get some food. And we're literally in the line at Taco Bell, this actually Taco Bell was closed, we had to go to another Taco Bell, and then my coach had called me, rang me right there, and we pulled over, Like we were in the line, pulled out of the line. We were like, hey, there's no other reason why you called me, you know what I mean? I just, you know we, we're done it's, it's time for us to go home and hit had all the next day so it's like you have nothing to call me for other than you know don't. yeah I,
0: I have one question about that what why taco bell that's what she wanted. <laughs> hey hey when, you'll learn
2: hopefully you have you know, a family of your own but when you're, when you're when your girl's pregnant bro you get it what she needs <laughs> all
0: right, that's that's fair enough me personally i wouldn't go there like a zaxby's <laughs> or chick-fil-a or something but yeah. that's just me um
3: so again, you kind of mentioned the Oscar Gonzalez walk-off home run, which was a crazy playoff atmosphere, yeah. and we saw a video of you with the with the Gatorade. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you you miss you miss the dunk.
2: Yes, I did.
3: So
0: yeah. we'll roll the reel right now. Yeah. But um, oh great atmosphere going on <laughs> and everything, and the uh, to top it all off. That the uh, Gatorade dump, <laughs> a
2: little bit I of think a fail. John Boy Media made it up. Yeah, br- did you yeah. see that video? I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 did
1: your teammates kind of clown you a bit for that? They did. <laughs> I didn't realize like, it was that big of a deal. And then
2: one of my teammates approached John Boy Media, put it on his, on his uh, Instagram. I was like, What? Well, right, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like something that blew over, but yeah, they, they gave me a, a couple jokes now. On <laughs>
0: Yeah, that was really cool to see. Um, now, you were a student at Westminster. You were a great student. Actually, you guys won the state championship uh, for baseball your last year. Uh, do you have any stories about how that went?
2: Uh, I just remember that that, that group of guys, um, just a great, solid group of people. I think when it comes down to winning, too, that's what you really need, it's just a good, fun group of people that really genuinely care for each other. Um, Armand, Blake, Rankin, um, Ethan just a few guys, just to mention, uh, Harrison, just good people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, did I just really enjoy playing the game with Kenneth? I just keep rambling off people. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I love those guys and we won, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> <Yeah. So laughs> it was like, you know, we, we practiced, we played and it was, you know, clutch hit after, you know, clutch outing by Blake. I remember we went to BT didn't think we were going to really do much. But we went out there and we showed up. You know, we won the first game. We're like, oh, snap. We just need one more. And this is over with. <laughs> um, and it, it, it was insane. Um, and I think, too, it was kind of cool, too, because the years before that, we were kind of close as well. So for us to cap it off and then to be my senior year, it's just like, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah. a, it's a blessing for sure.
3: Well, obviously, that's a great memory. But do you have any other kind of memories that stand out to you in your time at Westminster?
2: <clears throat> I remember, uh, I just remember... You know, hanging out with all my friends, really, to be honest, like playing basketball. Um, I remember in eighth grade when that little, I don't know, just little play area. Like, yeah. That so that's like my first time at Westminster. Never forget those days. I used to want to be the best on that basketball court. <laughs> um, Coach Malloy, uh, hmm. Zach Darling, just really good people. Um, my, my teachers were dope. Uh, Miss Dietrich is one of my favorite teachers here. Is, is she still here? Uh. No, she's not. I'm not, not entirely, oh, yeah, no. no like, that's sad. <laughs> that's sad. Um, but, yeah, it's really just the people that I really remember, um, and all those fun tennis matches at the <laughs> campus center um, was
0: a lot of fun. Actually, speaking of uh, people, you, Nitin, and I all share the same uh, coach, Coach Laney. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have any funny <laughs> Laney stories to tell us?
2: <laughs> to be honest, uh, Coach Laney is probably one of, one of my favorite people here. Yeah. Uh, just, to, just to say that. My favorite memories are funny ones are just <laughs> just coach Laney anytime I asked him to throw to me he would throw to me mm-hmm. regardless of what time it was of the day, regardless if he had just played a, an extra in a game or something like Coach Laney was always there for me. it was nothing necessarily mean funny because we'd always be sharing funny moments and things of that nature while he was like why he was helping me but like he was just always there for me especially when I needed someone to throw you know that's like your... Mm-hmm. That's like your dad, almost like you know, like somebody who could just throw to you whenever you needed, it, and he was there for me. So I, I attribute a lot of his success to me because you know, to have someone like that in your corner um, is imperative, and I got better that way. Even if even if it was blind, you know, blind, rep, you know, blind reps, mm-hmm. I'm still repping stuff out mm-hmm. just because Laney was there to throw to me. So God bless Coach Laney and his family and everything.
0: Because he, he helped me a lot. Actually, I remember last year you came to one of our practices, and Coach Laney was telling us a story about him throwing to you and the BP and the relationship that you guys mm-hmm. have, which is really cool to see. And I hope that we get to share that uh, relationship with Laney just like you did.
2: Yeah. He's, he's a goat. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, I love
0: Laney.
1: So before you got drafted by the Guardians, you were originally committed to play baseball at Duke and walk on for basketball as well. What was why Duke?
2: Uh, Duke, just because my parents had stressed academics, and mm-hmm. um, obviously, I, I, you know, Duke speaks for itself when it comes to that, and then when I went to North Carolina for my visit, it was probably one of the most beautiful campuses oh, I yeah. visited at the time, so it, it, it only made sense, and, I, and I, love Coach, I love Coach K, I love um, the baseball coaches there, I just love the whole atmosphere, everything that was going on there at the time.
0: Yeah, the Duke campus is absolutely beautiful. We've had a couple of uh, teachers uh, here go to Duke. I remember um, just telling them, uh, thus them telling us stories about it, and it just seemed a whole lot of fun. Um, before you went to Duke, you actually won the 2015 U18 Baseball World Cup. Um, what was that like, being able to represent America?
2: Uh, my, yeah, my favorite word is a blessing, y'all. You know? Like I, I can't even lie to you. To be all the way over in Japan, um, you know, ripping the you know the stripes and the stars was. Was crazy. I mean, it was something that I hope everybody gets to experience. Obviously, to go overseas, um, but to then go overseas and do what you love and, and play the game, especially at a young such a young age, it was such a strong net uh, group of people, and the, the coaching staff was incredible. Um, and we went through adversity, so you know nothing's nothing's good without a little bit of adversity. And it was it was everything. Yeah, and like, to bring home gold too. It's yeah, it's like, crazy. Come <laughs> on now, yeah. Now, <laughs> So you mentioned Duke, but obviously
3: you didn't go to Duke because you were drafted out of high school. Mm-hmm. So what was your reaction when you were first drafted?
2: Hey, there it goes again. Bless <laughs> Um Yeah, it, I'm, I'm sitting there, you know, uh, kind of understanding that at this point, I'm probably going to get drafted, you know. Um, how high or, or where is where the uncertainty lies. Um, and so I'm, I'm sitting there in New York, sweating, praying, <laughs> sweating and praying some more. You know, I get my name called, and it's just like a rush of emotions come over. Um, just super happy just to see my, my, my parents' face and smile. My dad, you know, dapping me up, give me up. You know, just my phone blowing up. You know, just, just all those things and above um, was kind of the essence of that experience.
3: So then obviously you did you have a bit of like waverness when you're deciding to go between college and M L B was there a little bit of, you know No sorry. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Straight straight that's it, that's yeah. it. It's time to get to work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel
2: like
0: getting picked 14th over you're like, Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> go, go not, right not right really now. a decision
3: sure. at that point. Yeah, no, no, it's time to get to
0: work. Yeah, um that just entire experience seems like it would be so cool. Um you the uh the draft was broadcast, that's correct? Yes, yeah. it was. Did you th- go there in person?
2: Yeah, I, I went to New York,
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is so cool. Um just being able to be there with your family. So after getting drafted, what's been the minor league and major league experience? Just been like overall
2: uh, a grind, um, uplifting, challenging. Mm-hmm. Just to throw a few words out there. I mean, it's it's something where obviously you get drafted, you're on top of the moon, and then you know. I mean, really, you get you get thrown into the pen. I'm like it's 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 cool. Like you know, to get drafted, but then it's like there are other people in in it with you that want to get there just as bad as you do. And um, <clears throat> you have, for me personally, I had the, the internal pressure, the external pressures as well, things that I'm trying to live up to just because me being, you know, a kid, eight, 17, 18 years old, just trying to conquer the world at one time. Um, and then to, to sustain that for, what is that? I got out 16, I made my big debut in 22, so just to, to just to weather those storms and to to enjoy the ups and the downs, enjoy the good the good years, the bad years, um, to to see who's really with you. You know, my family, my fiance, um, my dogs, and people from Westminster that I really care about that were, that were just there with me through that journey. It made it all worth it. To the point now, okay, twenty twenty two, I'm a, I'm a big leaguer. You know, things are things are looking great, and it's like the story starts all over again, where it's like. There are people out here. Obviously, I want to win rings. That's like my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. I, I really, I, I think it's cool. Like the personal accolades and everything are dope. But when it comes down to when it comes down to greatness, in my mind, it's just winning. So that journey starts all over again. And it's, and now the journey is not necessarily as personal. It's like not Will Benson's game, but it's more like, hey, how can I make the team I'm with as, as good as possible, and so that we win in championships? Cause that that's 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 powerful for the community, right? Yeah. Like, more money comes to Cleveland now uh, because we're winning. Um, more money goes to each other, the East person's families, just because we're winning. So, just want to win, um, and that's kind of where the journey kind of starts all over again for me.
0: Now, obviously, um, with a good team chemistry, chemistry, you'll meet a lot of uh, new characters. Um, have there any been? Have there been any like special people that you've met along the journey to the majors that have made a big impact on you?
2: um just a i mean a few i think there's a there's a there's a brotherhood that that was created when i first got drafted um in the minor leagues just to say a few you got like my boy zay who actually just got uh, just got drafted uh a few years ago but he made his debut with me i've been Mm -hmm. playing with zay since i was a kid (laughs) since i was like sandtown yeah sandtown days um then you got Juan, todd these two are the guys who were with me in 2018 when i when i was struggling and uh they're my dogs forever and they're my brothers forever. Then you got uh, Coop. <laughs> Coop is just a funny friend that I had met. Um, you got Tristan. Tristan's in the big leagues too, mm-hmm. with, the, with the Guardians. But again, that's a, another example of how the Guardians do a good job of of just getting good people, tight net people, and now we're in the league together. Um, and then you got Richie. Richie's another friend of mine who, again just another brother who's who's playing the game and our, our paths cross and he's a great person and it's fun to be around him. jose was another person jose nelson was another friend of mine who again like just down to earth man you know mm-hmm. and uh just blessed to have him in my corner and honestly it's a lot of dope people that you meet when you play the game especially at the with the guardians like, they draft, and they, they build a system of good people, man. Like, you enjoy going to work every day. That's like going to school with your friends every day, you know? It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Like, I would hate to go to school and not like nobody. You know, that's that's lame. Um, like, kind of superstar, you know, just to kind of get at the people. I think superstar that I was very pleased and very thankful to meet was Mike Trout. Um, he's somebody whose game i studied. You know, I, I want to be Trout. You know, I want to be better mm-hmm. than Trout. <laughs> so to talk to Trout was... Was everything in a nutshell? And it's so funny. He he keeps it simple. So anybody who's listening and want a little nugget, just keep it simple. The man keeps it so simple, and that's how you that's how you can can be consistent over a long period of time. Talking about people, we read something. You were roommates with
3: Stephen Kwan. Oh my God! In twenty twenty one. Oh my God,
2: I mean, Steve, <laughs> Steve, I love you. if You see this, I love you, bro. I'm sorry, but Steve's on the, on the yeah. top of that list as well. What did you learn from him? What was that like, kind of you know, rooming with him? Stephen is is sent from God himself for sure. um he taught me the power of meditation, he taught me the power of journaling, um, he taught me just how to really be in tune with yourself, um, which I think is more valuable than anything you can learn in, in your craft or anything you do in life, it's, it's really a journey with, with you and you, you know, uh, how can I better myself, and Quan really taught me that, we play chess together a lot, so our chess game was my <laughs> mylittlechess.com is going nuts. What's your ranking? My rating right now, I'm only gonna tell you the good one. Uh, I'm like a 976 <laughs> on, uh, on like the Blitz. I think it is mm-hmm. uh, Blitz, and then the yeah, I ain't gonna go that one. that <laughs> 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 oh. yeah. um, but yeah, Quan is is a guy Chu, who who uh, obviously you see how great he is on the field, um, but he just taught me the he taught me how to look at the game a little bit different. And I can explain it in a sense of, you know, we put our all into whatever we care about, which is right, which is good, right? But there's more to, there's more to life, you know, than being really good at what you do. It's more really about how you impact people. Um, and I think Quan really, really helped my mind and helped my my whole overall, you know, as a person to understand that.
0: And a little bit ago, you mentioned um, scuffling a little bit in 2018. How'd you get over that slump and uh, able to turn around going into 2019?
2: Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a, it was it was a, the turnaround was, a, was a, just a desire, a, a hunger to be good. Uh, I think that's what it really boils down to. And again, like I said, in that year, 2018, my dogs, man, like Todd and Juan, like even though, you know, I, I wasn't my best me, they always found a way to bring it out of me and just to enjoy it. You know, the last few months of that season, I actually went crazy and it was because, you know, they, they kind of just poured that love into me and obviously the coaches there too are great but it it really boils down to who you're around and talking to on a daily basis. And so, you know, honestly another thing that helped me get through is just be a be a good teammate, you know, mm-hmm. you know just be a good person and at the end of the day, you know, you know the law will things out for you for real. So just do that and and then like I said I went to the offseason season hungry, you know, hungry, hungry <laughs> let these people know I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um you know, you've mentioned a couple times uh being blessed in uh, your relationship with God. How did that get started, or has that just been, always been with your family?
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's definitely deeply rooted in my family. You know, I, I believe we're all, <clears throat> you know, products of our ancestors and, and our prayers, and so I think this was just deeply rooted into into who I am. Um, and I never forget, like my dad, every day, you know, drop me off at school. You know, we do a little, the um, little scripture recites, you know, and he just tell me, you know keep God first, love your neighbor as thyself. And so I just try to embody that. You know, after day and day of hearing my dad say it, you know, it's, it's kind of ingrained, and then it became into a, a way of, I wanted to learn a little bit more myself, you know? And now I'm about to have my own kid, my own little baby boy, it's like, you know, how can I do the same thing for him? And uh, let him know that what's really real was what's really important, and it's really, you know, our connection with God and how we walk, you know, on a daily basis.
3: And then kind of going back to how you kind of made that big jump from 2018 to 2019, Mm -hmm. other than the kind of, you know, like believing in yourself, that self-hunger, was there any other aspects that really clicked for you, maybe mechanically or even just like kind of in the game?
2: Yeah, it was actually one of the first years where, uh, credit to Jason Esposito, uh, probably one of my favorite hitting coaches, Um, that was a year I came in and I said, look, man, I'm not changing anything. Like, regardless of what goes on, whether it's a good, whether it's another bad year or man, I turn this thing around, I have a good year. We're not changing anything because again, I had put so much time in into into that off season to where there's no there's no need to to mess with anything. And I knew at that point in time, like my skill set was was well equipped. You see what I'm saying? To go out yeah. there and perform, right? And perform and and do what I what I'm capable of doing. So it was really a little bit of physical. But, man, if you go back and look at the, look at my swing, it's jacked up. It's, it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. like, 2019, my swing was terrible. But, yeah, I'm still killing it. Why? It's because it is, you know, it's mm. really going out there and just competing.
0: Yeah, obviously being 6'5",
2: 230 kind of helps on that <laughs> <Yeah>. physical <laughs> aspect side.
0: Um, but the season 2019 went pretty well, 2020. A uh, couple of seasons after that for the Guardians. Looking better. How are you guys looking going into next year?
2: I mean we look dangerous again. I think it's a it's such a it's a young core, right? As you can see, and then we just got Josh Bell, another, you know, big bat that we can mm-hmm. put in the middle of that lineup and get some some more, you know, RBI production. That's a thought. Um, we look good. I think again it I like where we are just because we're a young team. We experienced the playoffs last year, so we know what that's gonna look like. I mean, we know what that feels like, we know what it takes. And I think again our our manager Tito, he's He's simple in the sense that all he wants us to do is play hard, you know, and that's simple. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy how by us playing hard, we were able to beat teams (laughs) and Mm -hmm. it's like, okay, um, that's cool. You know, and we can we can control that. So we can control that controllable. We play hard. We can live with the result. And so we've only gotten better experience under your belt. And, you know, seeing it, seeing it in real time, like, hey, we're in the playoffs. Like this thing's real. We were a game away from going to Houston. Mm -hmm. So it's Mm -hmm. like okay, we had the right pieces, you know, we just added another integral piece. You know, let's just see how it shakes out this year.
0: Um, and talking about those playoffs, there was that one uh, little moment in the uh, playoffs where one of your teammates hit a home run off uh, Garrett Cole. <laughs> and, uh, Rock, the baby, do you have any funny stories about
2: that? Um, so I remember, again, I'm standing next to Steve, <laughs> good old Steve, and he hits the home run, cool, whatever. I'm not looking at the ball. I know gone. and we know Josh is kind of like he's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> He seems like a fiery like, soul. Yeah, yeah, fiery soul. So I'm like, okay, well, well let's see what Josh does. <laughs> <laughs> and he did it. Um, and so I just remember just staring at Quan just in complete shock, you know, that that just transpired, knowing that you know New York was gonna blow that up next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you know, <laughs> it's what it is, and I love Josh for it because. You know, credit to him, when he, when we got back to New York that next time, the next game, and we played, he was eating it all up. He loved <laughs> it. He wasn't shying away from it. Um, he created a monster, and he handled it like, like a true monster himself. So, you know, kudos to him. Now, am I doing that? No, Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> really. But, man, yeah, that that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a man who can handle that and apply to him.
1: What was it like playing in Cleveland for those playoff games? What's the atmosphere like there? How are the baseball fans?
2: Incredible for real. Uh, it's 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 different on the regular season, obviously, but I didn't think it was gonna be like that big of a jump um, in terms of people are really into the game the whole time. Um, you know, usually during the regular season, you know, you get your you know your people who are invested in, you know watching and all the little intricacies and things of that nature. But then when you get to the playoffs, it's like. It's it's like a natural just like everything means something type of type of deal. And I think that's why our manager does a good job of trying to like say like, hey, you know, nothing changes for us, you know, even though it changes for a lot of people around us, so like we're gonna mm-hmm. still play the same ball. But the the atmosphere is crazy. Um, and just to see all the red, you know, surrounding the field, the little <laughs> the little uh banners that they hold up mm-hmm. and they correlate and them doing the wave and <laughs> just seeing a mass of people and people screaming your name. Da, da, da. You know, it just it, the list goes on, um, but it's something that again is one of my top baseball experiences for sure so far.
3: Talking about the wave, I know a lot of players don't like the wave. They don't. They don't. Why not? They Maybe. think it like distracts them from the play. But oh. how do you how do you feel about the wave?
2: Um, I I like it. I mean, for <laughs> me personally, it, it just gets me in in the present moment because mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, like look where I'm at. People are doing the wave around me. Um, I think it's dope. Uh, I don't really. It doesn't take me away from me. Obviously, when bro's about to start pitching, like, bro, look at that. Look what's going on. Like, I mean, or, you know, it, yeah, I think it's dope for sure.
1: Yeah, I feel like the wave at the right time can be, like, beautiful. But, like, yeah. I've been yeah. at Braves games where it's, like, Bottom of the eighth, bases loaded. Watch the game. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: the Braves do a great job of getting yeah. into the other team's head. Uh, yeah. Do the Guardians do anything like that with the um, like lights or anything?
2: No, they don't. Uh, I mean, I, I think we could do a better job, but at the same time, it's like just let just let it play out. Um, I think that's actually a, a very interesting point you make that I think should be should be used. To be really honest, that stuff is effective. <laughs> yeah, um, and, it, and it really sees who's really locked in, who's not. But I think that's funny, bottom of A. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like at the same time, like, I like it because I think people should just be there. Just enjoy the game. Just enjoy your yeah. time. It's a, it's a three-hour game. Yeah. <laughs> it's just do
0: did, uh, <laughs> did the gardens do anything special for Class A's walk-in?
2: Yeah, so it was, like, a little flame thing, uh, obviously congrats to a Class A.
0: Yeah, believer of the year. Yeah. He throws a very fast cutter for those people wondering. Yeah. I think a hundred and I think a hundred three, yeah. yeah. something yeah. like that. Yeah. It's He's insane. mean in MLB The Show. It's the, <laughs> the video game. Yeah. Actually, speaking about MLB The Show, have you used yourself in the uh, game <laughs> yet? I have not but it, it's Ooh. really
2: cool to see people like you know, reach out to me and say, yo, Roger, you just hit a home run. I think that's really dope. Um, I look good on there. so <laughs> Yeah, that's yeah, cool. I have not yet though.
3: So we saw your dominant. You kind of have like that, you know, winner mentality. You always want to win. Mm-hmm. We also saw your ping pong tournament on John Boy.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you did win your first game. I did win. Yeah. So how how was that atmosphere, especially with the John Boy media? I know you mentioned that finding yourself on John Boy media with the Gatorade and then yeah. kind of being in that
2: atmosphere. It's dope, man. I think those are some some good people over there. Um, really funny people too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, obviously, if you look at their page, but. It, it was it was actually really chill. Honestly, we're just in Arizona, kicking it in the hills, and uh, nice little spot that I guess they had rented out. Um, just had some fun. I think that's another thing I, I want. Like, obviously, you're listening to this, but it's it, it's a big, it's a huge platform, John Boy Media, and I think they do a good job with uh, promoting the game the right way. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, I want to just say that those are good people. So in front, behind that screen, it, it's some it's some good people, um, and it it was such a fun time to be around them.
1: Like, I may not know them personally, but they're the ones who got me listening to podcasts and then we started this for the school. So, I, they've meant a lot to me, at least. Um, do you have something you could almost say about your futures and your charity and what you do with that? Yeah. So,
2: the, the main mission of my, my uh, non-profit is to empower the youth, um, to empower kids, mainly from where I grew up on the southwest side of Atlanta, but... You know, it's, it's really just kids all around Atlanta, to be honest, like I have a kid in, in my mentorship program, he's from the east side in, in, the, in DeKalb. Um, but it, it's really about how can I help the next generation just have the, have the correct resources, be in touch with the right people, have the equipment they need, hey, if you're struggling with, with, with food or anything that you know, honestly, that we take for granted. Mm-hmm. You know, that people really don't have. I just try to supply it, um, and just see where there is a demand, and then where there's a demand, here comes futures near. Just trying to trying to help in, in as little way as I can. I mean, I can just quickly say, like, we have a mentorship program um, where, again, I just take in a kid and <clears throat> and I essentially just mentor them, give them give them game about baseball. Um, you know, give him a little gear, uh, things of that nature, and then. We have like a family type of section where I try to target, you know, mothers and just total families that obviously needs like need something. So, an example, we have a, a Christmas drive where um, I take a I take a few mothers, single 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 uh, mm-hmm. parent mothers that uh, really can't afford Christmas gifts or things of that nature, mm-hmm. and just give them some gifts. Um, and then we have like the youth section of the foundation where I strictly focus on youth. So it's like I'll have like youth baseball camps, which I have one coming up in January that's uh, going to be dope. And that's, that's honestly available to really any baseball player that would want to come in. It's free. It's free, too. So that's that's huge. Um, and then also I have a toy drive. And uh, on the 23rd, I'm collecting uh, toys now. So if anybody's listening to this, you have some new toys that you would like to, to donate, please just coordinate with me if you have any... Uh, you know, financial donation that you would like to do, I would also appreciate that. We have just about 13, or sorry, 30, 30 kids right now that are, that are actually listed out. Um, and each kid will get two toys um, of, of their choice. And this is actually my first time collaborating with, with this guy named Jackson Gamble <clears throat> out of Southwest Atlanta. He's from Sandtown as well. And we're helping out, like, that whole Sandtown region. Um, of families we actually handed out a pamphlet um, to sandtown middle school and a phillips as well as reaching out to churches around that area as well so like i said right now we have about 30 kids um, and i would love to feel their demands so that's just a little rundown of future
0: who helped you get started with all those organizations mi madre my (laughs) mom's
2: everything um i had a vision i had a plan obviously just like looking at the best athletes and wanting to be one of the best athletes. Another thing that I had noticed was just their their contribution in the in the world, you know, to their community. Obviously shout out to LeBron. If he hears this, <laughs> this is <gonna> be dope. <laughs> <laughs> you are, bro, you my oh inspiration, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> He's my, my inspiration, like the I promise school and doing all those dope things. I was like, man, I want to do that for Cleveland and do that for myself and people back home. So I had a vision when I got drafted in twenty sixteen, I said, you know, I'm gonna start my own foundation and my mom kinda just like, you wanna do it, let's figure out how to do it in 2017, we were up and running with all the papers, all the documents, to be a 501-3C nonprofit. <laughs>
3: so if someone wants to get involved, can they just email you? Where do they need to go to kind of you know yeah, give that so help? If you want to get
2: involved, uh, just email. Uh, you can email me at willbenson27 uh, at gmail.com. If you actually go to uh, futureisnear.org, that will be the full website. Um, and then from there, there will also be way to contact us. And that would actually be the preferred way. So if you could just go to futureisnear.org and then hit, click the contact button, then you can reach out to us via email and that way um, we can we can really, you know, get it popping um, and just really help out. Especially coming up with this toy drive, um, coming up, you know, toys will be greatly appreciated. Especially gently, you know, gently used to new, preferably new, um, also to, just obviously financially as well, just getting done. Cause we can get exactly what these kids want. That would be dope too. So,
0: yeah. And now going back a little bit to the religion, uh, on your um, Instagram, actually in your caption, it says Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. 11. What does that verse say and mean?
2: So Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for out of the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare, not for evil, plans to give you a future and a hope. Um, it, it's, it's ingrained in my heart, on my arm. Uh, it just means, everything to me. Like, God has a plan for me. God has a plan for you. It's, is it's his love in a scripture. It's, and it's regards regardless of what you're going through. He has a plan for hope and prosperity for you. And that's something that I lived on and I relied on through everything, you know, to get to this point, you know, every time I sign a ball, I would try my hardest to put that verse on there just so that people could feel that and could see that and know like, okay, you know, god's got a plan for me and then here's somebody else affirming that for me and then so as i'm writing it too it's like this is surreal like god really does have a plan for me and then i sign that same ball i'm in the big leagues just like man like life's crazy like here you go bro like you know god's got a plan and it's it'll it'll bring your heart to tears and you really think about your own journey because it's real like he has a plan for each and every person and the more you tap in um and the more you just rely on him the more blessings start to flow through
0: What's actually kind of cool is you're talking about that signing the balls. Um, my brother, when he, I believe he was in fifth grade or something, uh, he ball boyed for, uh, or bat boyed for the um, Westminster baseball team. And you actually signed a baseball for him and gave it to him. And uh, now he's a senior and he's looking to go to college for baseball. And yeah, he's right there right actually. There. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, so it's really cool to see the, uh, everything go through a full loop. But if you could, what would be like a piece of advice you would give yourself?
2: From when I was yeah, when you were in high school? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. Well, What do you want to know, brother? Be yourself. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Be, be you and then learn, like continue to learn what makes you, you. I think a lot of times, especially when we're in new settings or new surroundings, it's completely normal because we are human, but we tend to give in to wherever we are and whatever's going around us. Where hey, I need to just stay solid, just be who I am, and and live with that. You know, I think especially coming into pro ball, you 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 try to mold into the the settings and surroundings that you're in. Especially kind of being here at this school, I think it's a little bit more diverse now. But you know, me being kind of one of the few you know black people in the school, mm-hmm. is like man, like I you know I gotta fit in where I get in type of deal. But as time went on, that's why I love the school though. At the same time, because everybody was so open armed and to the point where I I got comfortable really quick Mm -hmm. while I was at Westminster. So I was able to just be myself, but that's probably my biggest thing I tell myself is, is we'll just continue to be you, but continue to be you and learning about yourself. What makes you great? What makes you a better person? You know, when do you feel comfortable? When do you not feel comfortable? Why don't you feel comfortable? You know, just question it. You know, question it, bro. Like, don't don't just give in to the to the anxiety and the and the anxiousness of what's going on. Just like you know, learn and uh, and you, and I and I'll be happy with the result.
1: Yeah. So you were able to do your gender reveal on at Progressive Field. <laughs> was going through your head? Was were you scared you were gonna miss?
2: I'm not gonna like, lie. Like I I wasn't at first. I'm just like okay, whatever. Like she's gonna throw it cool. Uh-huh. If I miss it, man, we're going to re-record it. <laughs> I was more nervous for her because before before we started it, she was like, how do I throw it? I'm like, Girl, throw the ball. Like, throw it. What do you mean how do you throw it? Um, so it's more so I was nervous for her than for myself. Um, Pitch was a little high. It was up. I, I, I put a joke in there. My boy John, I've been working on that.
0: So, yeah, I've, uh, I've seen a couple of those um, go not so well for uh, other gender reveals.
2: Going back to your school
3: days, you know, let's cut. Kind of, were there any, like, teachers or any people here at Westminster you want to highlight?
2: Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people that I, I really liked. On um, the top of my head, obviously, Chad Laney's first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad, mm-hmm. you know, I Coach Chad, I love Coach I love him to death. You know, I, I, you can't replace him. He's he's really, like, every you know, everything to me, especially coming from teachers from Westminster. Uh, the coaches, Dev, you know, Trey Malloy, Zach Darlin. You know, they made basketball fun for me and they gave me opportunity to really just like be a, a really good ball you know, basketball player and I appreciate that. Uh, Coach Jones. Y'all know y'all had like
0: Coach Jones? Yeah, actually we we uh, we did. Hey, he's one of a kind. I <laughs> 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 he's one of a
2: kind. Uh, I, love, I love that guy. Uh, yeah, Gary Jones is and he's one of a kind. Uh, he made well I think I don't forget what he taught me in physics or something like that. Mm-hmm. He made it fun. Um, her name is Miss Harris. I hate that I don't remember her name, but she was my biology teacher. She's dope. Uh, I can't remember her name. Sorry, I love you. Where, where, yeah, do you I, don't,
0: I don't think she goes here anymore, or oh, teaches yeah. here, unfortunately. Well, but. that's fine. Uh, you <laughs> <good. laughs> don't um, <laughs> um, have to see that now. Yeah, uh,
2: Miss Dietrich was my ninth grade uh, math teacher. Just her class atmosphere was incredible. Um, my Spanish teacher, I forgot her name. What, what uh, What's your Spanish teacher's name?
1: Tascelo. Okay, which grade?
2: Um, she she did like the Spanish one, like the very beginning first. New
1: york Taylor, no. maybe? No. no. There mm. Mark, Mark? Yeah, Miss Mars, Mars, Martin? Martin, Major. No.
0: No. No. no, no, I don't think a ton of teachers have um, moved on yeah. from here. Well. Yeah, was Mr. Searle teaching here when you were? He was yeah, yeah, Wow, that is cool, Mr. Searle.
2: Um, Mr. Searle also is another teacher that I really liked here. Um, is Lucas still here? Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah in that weight room.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love Coach Lugas.
2: You know, Coach is Coach McGuire still here?
0: Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, I think uh-huh.
2: Coach McGuire is a walking goat.
0: He's he's not coaching baseball anymore, unfortunately. He's not. No, softball. he's not. Just yeah, soft softball. softball. Like, he, he really likes.
2: He's the head coach too, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is he still. So, he loves. Yeah, he I know he still, loves that. Yeah. He, he still loves a coach. That. Um, and he's another guy who was just super calm, down to earth, and he really just cared about me as a person, and I always, always liked him for that. Yeah, I love uh, Coach McGuire. I feel like I'm missing some people that I just know are integral in my time here, but I think I got the right people. Cause they yeah. Out, so Marty Wild, Marty Wild a go. <laughs>
0: uh, which class? <laughs> no, he just
1: like no, he just I yeah, don't even know, know what he does, wave, but he's, like, he's oh. my favorite. Hey, Marty <laughs> Wild,
2: I love you. You watching this? You're the man. You're the man. <laughs> Marty Wilds the a man.
1: Growing up, were you the fast kid? Because you're like the 94th percentile for sprint speed. Were you always oh. the fast kid growing up?
2: No I, I, no, no. I didn't think about that. No, I, I just run, y'all. <laughs> and, and I just happen to be fast.
0: Well, that's in- incredibly fast. 94th percentile. I didn't know that. Ho- hopefully that happens to me because I'm struggling in the speed department right now. So Move hopefully that transition happens to me. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. This has been everything I wanted and then some. I mean... It's been so much fun. We'll tag all of Will's uh, links, accounts, everything, the socials down below. So make sure to go hit him up and toss a follow wherever you can.
1: Donate to his charity. Help him yeah. out. A lot of kids want some good gifts for Christmas. So yeah. help really him really
3: out. I yeah, wish you guys the best of luck this coming up here for the Guardians. Wish yeah. them maybe another playoff appearance, maybe oh, even farther. Hopefully
0: yeah. not against the Yankees. They can
3: beat the Yankees. That's yeah, fine with me. I want the
0: Well, it depends on how far or where it is. Thank you so much for joining us. Now we'll head back back over to talk about some future pro athletes. I love doing that interview. It was so much fun. Will Benson, one of the biggest Westminster icons. Like, when you think Westminster athletes, Will Benson's up there on the list. I mean, one of the biggest baseball role models for me, especially at this school. But Will Benson's not the only athlete that we'll be talking about.
1: The swim meet...
0: The boys and girls just had a, a pretty good race. Paul, you want to give us a little info on that? Yeah, so
1: last night, Tuesday night, we swam at South Forsyth. The girls won, scored 180, and the boys put up 114 and lost. But combined, we, we beat South Forsyth. Sadie Clayton for the girls had a great meet. She had the max possible amount of points score with 16. Jake Scott for the boys put up 14. Great meet, lots of PR, especially from the underclassmen. You know, they've really been putting in the work, and it's really showing. And it's great to see everyone improve. Meet and, and meet out. Now
3: on to wrestling. Wrestling has the Buckhead Big Belt belt big meet on Friday and their meet tonight. It's going pretty well for both Sam Revis and Cooper Thomas because they both won their weight class at the Atlanta Invitational Tournament last Saturday. The next meet, the Buckhead Belt, with Love It Holy Holy Innocence and Pace, it's gonna be a pretty big meet this Friday. So we wish the guys to get best of luck as they take on kind of the Buckhead schools here in Atlanta.
0: Yeah, and it'll also be hosting the Westminster Duels next Saturday, which has a ton of teams coming, which is a lot of fun. Now, I was talking with some of the wrestlers this past week, and they loved what they were able to do last weekend. I know a lot of the sophomores were excited with the competition that they were faced, and even though um, some of them didn't turn out, like some of the matches didn't turn out the way they wanted, they gained a lot of experience, which is what they needed going into this weekend, as it is a really big tournament, as Nitten said, Um, and they're they're looking forward to this weekend, because they know this is where they can prove themselves and show that this young team is capable of going pretty far into playoffs or whatever wrestling has.
1: Um, yeah, last night, both the boys and the girls' basketball team played holy innocence, just like swimming. Guys lost, girls won. Girls had just a overtime thriller, you know, great defense by Celis Archan and Julia Stallworth. Ryan McFadden played really well, but leading the way was Courtney Ogden who put up 28 including some clutch free throws in overtime and you know it helped us beat Holiness into 55 to 51.
3: What a game. It was it was a crazy intense game. You can go see a bunch of highlights. We'll probably put them I think they're on Westminster um Wildcats, the Athletics Instagram. Oh, yeah. uh, they were on there so if you if they're still up there, go ahead and check those out. And now let's go over to squash. Um,
0: the- The basketball teams just uh, the boys basketball team uh, put their record now to four and two, and they are currently first in their region, which is uh, region four a, region six of four a, which is a little bit confusing. But they're looking pretty good this year. I know there's a lot of good uh, senior leadership.
3: And then the girls are now three and three. Yeah, they are also first place in the yeah, region, they are. which is kind of wild. Well, they're they're oh yeah, because they're one oh, and yeah, in they're, one and, o, yeah, they're yeah. one
0: and actually now they're two and, now be two they're, and o, yeah, they're two and zero in region, and play the guys now.
3: Will be one and one, so mm-hmm. they're probably not going to be in first anymore. Probably second or third, maybe.
1: Yeah,
0: um, not entirely sure, but I mean, both basketball teams are looking really promising, which is a great sign for both uh, seasons as they just started. And I know from talking from all the sophomores, juniors, and seniors. Um, they're looking forward to how the season goes. I, I mean, uh, we all know how dominant the girls' basketball team is, and now it's time for the boys to kind of show their yeah. strength.
3: And then Squash. Squash had a big trip yesterday. They, they, I think they left school around 1 o'clock to drive up to McAlli In Tennessee, it was a tough loss. Um, they lost all their matches. But it was a great experience with the good competition. So the Squash team is a lot of young players, a lot of sophomores, freshmen, and juniors. So the team will be looking to gain some experience and even, you know, make a push in the region, make it a state.
0: Yeah, and one thing about that squash match. Uh, I was talking with one of the squash players. That Macaulay squash team is one of the best you will ever face. And it was great to see that Westminster was able to compete with them and stay on their level. I mean, that Macaulay team was insane. Mm -hmm. Um, I I was told that their last, Macaulay's last, like, bottom seed person was – Comparable to our top seed, which is, I mean, it's as good as competition as you'll face. So it's just good preparation for the young season.
1: And over the weekend, Michael Johnson and Alex Lee both won. Michael Johnson, class of 2019, and Alex Lee, class of 2022, won the D3 Soccer Championship for Chicago. Great team, and that team actually had the first woman head coach. To win the soccer championship for the men's team, so great to see that. Alex Lee, 10 out of 10 Gatorade shower. We'll need to tell Will Benson a little bit about that, and you know, just as well, we've had a lot of other cats playing in these tournaments and for soccer, and they've all done great. So just great to see y'all continuing at the next level.
3: Yep, we wish them all athletes in Westminster and out the best of luck in their future endeavors.
0: Well, I think that'll do it all for this season of WCAT Chats. It's been a lot of fun hosting so far. And also, we hope you guys have a great Christmas. Next week will be exams. so We'll be taking the week off, making sure we can focus on our studies, as I know we will need all the extra help that we can yeah. get. Now, thank you guys so much for watching. It's been a pleasure. Alex Carr, Paul Maruth, Nitin Roger. We'll see you guys in January. In Go Cats!